You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. They have been locally owned for over 20 years. And whether it's leak detection, water line repair, bathroom plumbing, keep this in mind. New Works Plumbing is a full-service plumbing solution. Check them out online. NewWorksPlumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Hey, today's podcast, we're going to spend some time getting into this Aaron Rodgers debacle, which is going on in Green Bay. I want to talk a little bit about cancel culture. We'll have our Crowd Ultra Q&A and my rant. Very interesting developments going on in Green Bay. Nothing that seemingly is going to get Aaron Rodgers closer to camp as uh, he is a no-show for the minicamp. And then, of course, Green Bay Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy, who has come out with some rather interesting comments uh, a couple of weeks ago. He said that the situation with Rodgers has divided the fan base. Then a couple of days ago, he made a very uh, interesting comment when he talked about the late Ted Thompson, who was Packers general manager, and quoted Ted Thompson as saying that Aaron Rodgers and other players, but Aaron is a complicated fella. Now, I'm going to get into a little personal background with Rodgers. This doesn't mean he's a good quarterback, a bad quarterback, staying in Green Bay, not staying in Green Bay. I mean, we already know he's a great quarterback, but the point I'm trying to make is my comments (laughs) won't affect what uniform Rodgers wears Uh, this coming fall. But I find it very interesting when I read Murphy's comments quoting Ted Thompson of Rodgers being a complicated fella. I would echo those sentiments. Let me give you a little background. When I was on radio in Sacramento, when I had my first partner, Mike Lamb, and we got Aaron Rodgers as a guest He had just gotten done with his final year at Cal. He had not yet started his NFL career. And our producer got Aaron Rodgers on as a guest, but I wasn't on the air that day. I can't remember 
but I think I was on vacation. I wasn't sick because I very rarely would take a sick day, but so I wasn't there. And Aaron Rodgers comes on the show, finds out that I'm not doing a show. This is live and says to Mike Lamb, wait a minute, Grant's not there. Grant's the only reason why I came on the show today. And he said something like, you know, Grant is my idol or something like that. I mean, Aaron grew up in Chico, big Kings fan, blah, blah, blah. All right. So Aaron, a couple of weeks later, was playing in the celebrity golf tournament up in Lake Tahoe for the first time. And I met Aaron and we talked for, gosh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. And then he came on the air with Mike and I, and we had a great interview. And from that point forward, I developed a very good relationship with Aaron Rodgers. We would text frequently. We would, I I remember being in New York, taking my boys to a Giants game when he was the backup quarterback behind Brett Favre. And we got there early and we were watching a warm-up. And Aaron back then had long hair and he was done with his warm-up and I shouted out at him and he ran over to where I was and goes, hey, buddy, how you doing? I go, hey, these are my boys, Trent and Chase. He goes, hey, guys, how are you? You know, enjoy the game. Quick. And then he ran off the field. And then I would stay in touch and we would talk in Tahoe. And then when Aaron became the starting quarterback, we continued to converse. Not a lot, but I mean, a converse. Sometimes after a game, I would send him a text and I would tell him, wow, well, you were phenomenal, great game, blah, blah, blah. And he would get back to me. He'd go, hey, I'm on the team plane, uh, getting ready to take off. I'll hit you up later. You know, I'm just trying to paint the picture here, all right? And it was pretty amazing because when I was up at Lake Tahoe, And I was with, at the time, my girlfriend, then my wife, Star was wearing a New York Giants shirt. And Aaron was playing in a practice round, all right? Uh, Actually, it was the Pro-Am, so it was Thursday. The tournament starts on Friday. And on Thursday, we are walking from the hotel at Edgewood down the road to get to the clubhouse and we are passing the par three seventh and if anyone knows anything about the par three seventh on the pro-am day uh, it is crazy all right and a whole bunch and I mean a whole bunch of people from the Sacramento area get up there for the very start of the golf day and they are going full blast they got the beverages. They get, they're going crazy. And so they called my radio show a couple of days prior and goes, you need to come by. I go, I promise you I'm going to come by. So I go by, and I, you can't make this up. I start walking to the tee box, and Aaron Rodgers is on the tee getting ready to hit. And, again, I'm not making this up. The people there see me. And they start chanting my name, Grant, 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 Grant. And I kind of got embarrassed. You know, all these people are chanting my name. And Aaron looks over at me, hits the ball, 
and walks over and goes, what the hell is this all about? How much did you pay these guys to do this? And I start laughing. And I go, Aaron, hey, by the way, this is uh, my girlfriend, Star. And Aaron looks at her and goes, oh, boy, we are going to have to change that shirt. (laughs) I started laughing. He goes, don't worry, I'll get you an autographed jersey. You can get that crap off and wear that. And we walked down the short uh, par 3 7th fairway together. Uh, I was outside the rope. He was inside the rope. But we talked for about two or three minutes. And then I got him on the radio that afternoon uh, for the show. So I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to paint this picture, okay? And Aaron would interview, do what everyone up there. He would, you know, spend time talking to all the radio stations, whatever. Aaron was extremely accessible up at Lake Tahoe. And when Aaron was in the Super Bowl, um, I believe I was probably the only local person, but I got Aaron Rodgers on the Super Bowl, all right, the Friday before the travel day to the Super Bowl. So he had two weeks off. I didn't get him Super Bowl week. I got him the Friday before Super Bowl week. Came on, 15 minutes. Aaron wins the Super Bowl, and he's down in Disney World the day after doing all the MVP stuff and the Super Bowl stuff. And I sent him a text, and he sends back for you anything. It's exactly what he responded. And Aaron Rodgers, the day after the Super Bowl, and I can't make this up, Aaron Rodgers comes on my show the day after winning the Super Bowl. And I was just blown away at the loyalty. And I, I was just like, wow. You know, like of all the things to have the the, the MVP and the, uh, the, or the, the, the star of the, the Green Bay Packers on the Super Bowl, you know, blah, 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 right? I mean, it was pretty... Pretty amazing to have him on. So after the Super Bowl, I noticed a real change in Aaron. I noticed a change up at Lake Tahoe. I noticed a change with our communication. Uh, It became less and less, and then it became absolutely non-existent. And then I think it was in 2019 when his brother Jordan went on the TV show, The Bachelorette. He was picked and became, I guess, famous. Not as famous as his brother, but on the show, he went public that he didn't have a relationship with his brother Aaron. And it came out that Aaron didn't have a relationship anymore with the family. And again, I I don't know if Aaron has really commented much on that, but I'm going by what Jordan said. And Aaron became a different guy, completely different guy. And people up at Lake Tahoe would talk about that. The people that organized the event, uh, those of us in the media, we would talk and we would say, boy, what is the deal with Aaron Rodgers? He's a completely different person. And I never got a chance to really, well, first of all, you wouldn't go up and ask a guy that. The last time I saw Aaron was the last tournament that they had before the pandemic. So what would have that been, 2019? And it was, he was up there for a practice round, and there weren't a lot of people around. And I went up to him, and I talked to Aaron eh, for five minutes. And he had never met Doug before, and Doug was with me. And I said, Aaron, come here, I want you to meet Doug, and they talked for five minutes. Because, again, Aaron was a huge Kings fan. Loved Vladdy, 
Love Peja, love Doug, love Mike, love Webb. I mean, he was a huge fan, crazy fan. Loved the team. Matter of fact, our, our text messages most of the time had to do with the NBA, not the NFL. But as I said, the communication just stopped. And I was just like perplexed by what had happened. And then I realized it really wasn't me. It was just him as a person changing. And it was so apparent that I only could come to one conclusion, and that was that stardom had completely changed him as a person, as a very effervescent, friendly, outgoing, what can I do for you type of a guy to somebody now that ducks the media, doesn't want to talk to anybody, doesn't stay at the hotel at Tahoe, stays in a private house, you know, doesn't stay with all the other celebrities. And I thought that was odd. And when I saw the comment from Mark Murphy quoting Ted Thompson about Aaron being a complicated fella, I kind of chuckled to myself and said, oh boy, isn't that the truth? Now, my story doesn't make Aaron out to be a bad guy, and I don't want to paint Aaron out to be a bad guy. I've enjoyed my friendship with Aaron. I'm disappointed that he has changed so much, and he has changed, and I don't think there's anyone that is close to Aaron that has been around Aaron that would tell you differently. Stardom and being a big-time quarterback has changed him. Now, you might say, well, gee, that happens to a lot of people. And I would say, you know what? No, it really doesn't. I've been blessed to announce in the NBA for 32 years. I announced the NFL. I announced the NHL. Didn't change Tim Brown. You know, I'm bringing him right because I talked to Spud Webb a couple of weeks ago on this podcast about Tim Brown. He's on the Hall of Fame. Hasn't changed him one bit. He's still accessible. He's the same Tim Brown now that he was when he was coming out of Notre Dame, all right? And I can go on and on and on and talk about a lot of individuals that I know that have gone into stardom, such as the Hall of Fame, such as Jack Youngblood. Hadn't changed him one iota, and Jack's a very good friend of mine. And I again, I there, there are those that it has changed, but most of the time, it hasn't changed them at all. Vladi Divac never changed when he went from Yugoslavia to a big-time player with the Lakers and the Kings. He didn't change his personality. He didn't change the way he acted. All right? and I'm not saying that I would put Vladi in the exact same category as Aaron Rodgers, but I would put him close to that in terms of popularity, in terms of notoriety. As a matter of fact, this is not even debatable. Vladi is a much more popular figure worldwide than Aaron Rodgers is. Guarantee that. That's not even close. You know, didn't change Vladi one iota. There are, again, I can use many, many examples of athletes that have gone on to be super famous and their personality and the way they treated people. And when I mean treated people, Aaron's not rude to people. So I don't want to portray an inaccurate uh, aspect of Aaron. He's not rude to people. He's just, he's just, is the word standoffish? It's, it's avoiding, um, it's just that he's not accessible anymore. He's, he's, he's a, just a completely 100% uh, private person. So when I read the comment by Mark Murphy 
quoting Ted Thompson. You know what that told me? That told me that the Packers already know that Aaron Rodgers is not playing there anymore. And they're just trying to put the path out and pave the way for his exit. And when he says, Murphy, that it's divided the fan base and that he's a complicated fella, to me, just putting two and two together, that tells me that the Packers feel that he is gone and that he will not be playing anymore in Green Bay. But I wanted to give you my two cents on this from a personal perspective because there is no doubt in my mind that over the last several years, Aaron Rodgers has changed as much, and I mean this, as much as any athlete that I have ever been around, and I mean ever, anyone that I've ever been around and have known and have had a friendship with. I have never experienced anyone changing as much as Aaron Rodgers. I said this about four to six weeks ago. I was doing a show on No Filter Network with Chris Rose, Brian Urlacher, and Tony Bruno. And we talked about this. And at the end of the show, they said, okay, yes or no, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be back with Green Bay? And of the four, I was the only one that said no. And as we are now in the middle of June, I'm, I'm, it even looks more and more like he will not be back. And why? Because he has a problem with the general manager. How about that? Right? He has a problem with Brian Gutenkunst. And that's why he's not going to be a Green Bay Packer anymore. How freaking sad is that? Something else that caught my eye over the weekend had to do with Kevin Hart, the actor and comedian, about cancer culture. And you might say, well, why are you going to talk about cancer culture? Well, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm a victim of cancer culture. And number two, there are many others that I know and have had on this podcast that have also been victims of cancer culture such as Doug Adler, who was fired by ESPN when he was doing the Australian Open a couple of years ago. And there have been many other people in sports that have been canceled. And when I read this about Kevin Hart, when he talked about this to the UK newspaper, the Sunday Times, he said this about cancel culture. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but I want to talk about this for a moment. If somebody has done something truly damaging, then absolutely a consequence should be attached. But when you just talk about nonsense, when you're talking, someone said they need to be taken down, shut the F up. What are you talking about? When did we get to a point where life was supposed to be perfect? where people were supposed to operate perfectly all the time. I don't understand. I don't expect perfection from my kids. I don't expect it from my wife, friends, employees. Because last I checked, the only way you grow up is from effing up. And I don't know a kid who hasn't effed up or done some dumb shit. He says, I've been canceled, what, three 
or four times? Never bothered. If you allow it to have an effect on you, it will. Personally, that's not how I operate. I understand people are human. Everyone can change. It's like jail. People get locked up so they can be taught a lesson. When they get out, they're supposed to be better. But if they come out and people go, I'm not giving you a job because you were in jail, then what the F did I go to jail for? That was my punishment. How do you not give those people a shot? They're saying that all life should be over because of a mistake? Your life should end and there should be no opportunity to change? What are you talking about? And who are you to make that decision? You're thinking that things you say will come back and bite you on the ass. I can't be the comic today that I was when I got into this. It's about the intent behind what you say. There's an assumption it's always bad, and somehow we forgot comedians are going for the laugh. You're not saying something to make people angry. That's not why I'm on stage. I'm trying to make you laugh. And if I did not make you laugh, I failed. That's my consequence. Then he went on and said that he feels society should be able to have disagreement without division or backlash. And I've been talking about this on my podcast since day one back in October. Quote, if there's a message to take from anything I've said, it's that in this world of opinion, it's okay to just disagree. It's okay to not like what someone did and to say that person wasn't for me. We are so caught up in everybody feeling like they have to be right and their way is the only way. Politics is effed up because if you don't choose our side, you're dumb. It's a divide. It's effed up. But I'm not about to divide. I don't support the divide. I put everybody in the effing building. We all come into this building. Kevin Hart is in, and we all laugh. I bring people together, like it or not. And if people want to pull up stuff, go back to the same tweets of old, go ahead. There is nothing I can do. You're looking at a younger version of myself, a comedian trying to be funny, and at that attempt failing, apologies were made. I understand now how it comes off. I look back and cringe, so it's growth. It's about growth. Spot on. My favorite sentence of everything that he said is this. It's a divide. It's effed up. But I'm not about to divide. I don't support the divide. I love that. That really resonated with me because my message on the podcast as often as I can be is go out and meet a stranger. Go out and try to start a conversation with somebody that doesn't look like you, that doesn't sound like you, and you'll be shocked. Maybe shock's too strong of a word. You'll be surprised at how much you have in common with that individual. I've said repeatedly, but I'll say it again in case this is the first podcast that you're listening to, and I do appreciate you checking me out here on if you don't like that. Moving to Florida has been, in a sense, a blessing for me because I didn't realize how awesome it is to be a private person again. I've always been a public person because I made my living in front of a television camera. And when you make your living in front of a television camera, you don't have a private life when you're in the area that you work. And coming to Florida, nobody knows me. 
And so I've been able to have the most incredible conversations with strangers that have no preconceived notion or thoughts about me. And we start from the ground floor and we work our way up. And after we speak for several minutes, the natural progression of a conversation is, what do you do? And when I tell them my story, I love the reaction that I get. And there's only been one person, one, one person since I moved here in September, nine months ago, one, that understood why I lost my job. No one else has reacted that way. They've all reacted in complete disbelief and utter shock. And I mean shock. And I've been very open about this. Most of my friends here in Miami are people of color. Very, very few friends that I've met here are white. And I have absolutely loved to hear their reaction as it relates to cancel culture. I've absolutely loved hearing how they feel about everything that's gone on in this country over particularly the last year or so. And I go back to what Kevin Hart said because he is absolutely 100% spot on when he says it's a divide, it's effed up, but I'm not about to divide. I don't support the divide. And you know what? I don't support the divide either. It is now time for our Q&A. Thanks to CrowdUltra. Just go to CrowdUltra.com. Sign up. Takes a minute. And maybe I will answer your question right here on my podcast. Guy wants to know, considering that various professional sports are hemorrhaging dollars, how is this affecting the various sport networks and departments? Great question. It's affecting it greatly. There are massive layoffs on all of the networks. ESPN just went through massive layoffs again. Kenny Mayne was asked to take a 61% pay cut. Uh, it's having a huge effect on everything associated with sports. And it's going to continue, Guy. That is an excellent question. Tony says, Robert Ori said Elijah Wan was better than Shaq, but Shaq was more dominant. Agree or disagree? I agree 100%. Elijah Wan was a more talented player than Shaq, not even close. He was a better athlete than Shaq. Uh, but Shaq was clearly more dominant because, number one, the way the game was played back then, number two, the way the game was called back then, and number three, he was a, truly a low-post player with Akeem, had that dream shake. He had the face-up jumper. You know, Shaq didn't have any of that. Shaq was more dominant. I agree. Elijah Wan was more talented. I didn't hear Robert Ory say that, but, yes, I would agree with that. Jake says, how does Matt Stafford impact the Rams' title chances. That's a, that's a really interesting question because didn't the Rams go to the Super Bowl two years ago, right? And was Matt Stafford their quarterback? The one thing I love about the Rams, they have a tremendous defense. They have Aaron Donald, who's the best defensive player in football. I don't even think that's arguable. A lot of pressure on Matt Stafford. A lot of pressure. And he also has to stay healthy. They have as good a chance as anyone, Jake. I mean, I think they are probably the team to beat in that division. But we'll have to see how Matt fits in. It's an excellent question. Gregory says, does this year's playoffs show that Chris Paul and Doc 
didn't fit together. We're talking about the Clippers where they never made it out of the second round. Well, you know, they had Blake Griffin, right? They had DeAndre Jordan. And, you know, Paul's had a lot of opportunities. He had it with New Orleans, the Clippers, and now finally he makes it to the third round. I wouldn't say they didn't fit together, but yeah, I mean, you can't deny the fact that they were uh, they they were underachievers in LA with the Clippers. I don't know if I would use the word fit though. Gene says, "I agree with you that load management is bad for the NBA. I understand why it happens. Players and agents attempting to protect their bodies, their money makers. What do you think about the league controlled time off? Every time a team plays twenty games, players get four days off." Players may have to travel, but don't have to play during the four days. Gene, I understand what you're getting at, and I applaud you for coming up with an ideas, but that's not practical, and that is never going to happen. Just not going to happen. Josh wants to know, how long will it take before MLB players find a new way to cheat? Oh, well, they'll find new ways, no question about it. Uh, the new rule will be going into place soon as it relates to pitchers. It will happen. It will happen. And again, I made a rant on this the other day. If a player gets caught cheating now, they get a 10-game suspension, but they get paid. Is that a detriment? Rich wants to know, do you agree with our test saying Embiid is the best player in the playoffs? Well, he's in the top two or three. I can't argue with that. I mean, he has had a huge impact in that series. I love what Atlanta did in taking the early lead in that series. But, you know, when Embiid's on the court, I mean, he changes the game. Dominic wants to know, could you see Luka Doncic leaving the match? You know, there was an interesting story. I believe it was The Athletic uh, talking about that it may be difficult to keep Luka. I don't know enough about what's going on in Dallas, but I could see any player wanting to leave. I mean, gosh, are you kidding me? It happens all the time, the latest being James Harden. So, yes. It, nothing is a given anymore. Gregory all wants to know, are the sons of fluke or the team to beat? Well, they got very lucky playing Denver. Denver had no chance once Murray got hurt. That was a couple of weeks ago before the playoffs started. They're not a fluke. You can't play 72 games, you know, finish, what, a game out of first place and be called a fluke. They're not a fluke. They're not a fluke. And whether the Jazz or the Clippers come out of the West, the Suns have proven that they are for real. Could you imagine the Suns ending up in the NBA Finals? Seriously, now, I I did a rant on this, right? That they had back-to-back number four picks and had bust in back-to-back years with their fourth overall pick, Dragan Bender, and then the next year, Josh Jackson at number four when the Kings took Fox at five. They could have drafted Luka Doncic, but they took DeAndre Ayton. Not that Aiton's a bust. That's not the point I'm trying to get. But if the draft were held all over again, they would have taken Luka. Think about that. Back-to-back bust at number four, taking Aiton instead of Luka. And here they are in the Western Conference Finals. Go figure. Go figure. Uh, Andrew wants to know if I'm watching any of the Euros. I am not. I'm not really interested in that. Jerry says, are the Nets favorites to win it all, even without Harden? I know you asked this question before Kyrie went down, so the answer would be no. Tristan wants to know, can the Canadians beat the Golden Knights? Game one last night, and as I'm recording this, the game has not begun yet, so I don't know who won game one. They can. I thought they were very good against Toronto. 
You know, they really bunch around the net. Watch how they block shots. Uh, they don't allow as many shots on price. Their defense is very good. You know, Shane Weber is really good. Shea Weber's very good. Um, I like the Knights, though, to win this series. Crazy the traveling here, huh? It's not a 2-3-2 two, two format. 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. And if you're Montreal, you got to make that extra trip if it goes game seven. That's a big difference. Big, big difference. Crazy, isn't it? It's a lot of flying. A lot of flying. Trevor says, are you surprised that Juwan Howard doesn't want to coach in the NBA? I don't think he, I think he wants to coach in the NBA. I don't think he wants to coach in the NBA right now. He's doing a great job at Michigan. I think he likes what's going on there. And I think he wants to try to win a national championship before he goes on to the NBA. It's time for Grant's Rant. Grant's Rant is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For all of your plumbing needs and repairs, go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Tonight, a pivotal game five between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And the Greek freak, Giannis Adetokounmpo, has arrived. He was an absolute monster in game four. Brooklyn, injuries to Kyrie Irving and James Harden. And now all the pressure, and I do mean all of the pressure, is on the Bucks head coach, Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer couldn't get the job done in Atlanta with a very talented team. He has failed miserably in the playoffs with this Milwaukee Bucks team. And now the table could not be set any better for the Bucks to win this series. And if the Bucks do not win this series, I don't want to hear about Mike Budenholzer anymore. All right? He will not be back, and I would not hire the guy. You know, you've had enough chances. Now you got to get the job done. And as far as the Greek freak goes... These will be the biggest games of his NBA career. If he wants to move into the next level, into the stratosphere of truly elite superstar players, he has to win two more games in this series. That's it, plain and simple. If you want to be considered in the same class as James and Durant and a select few, then you need to win this series, plain and simple. Anything less will be a colossal failure. Budenholzer will be gone. We'll be saying the same thing about the Greek freak. Really good regular season player, can't get the job done in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. All the pressure on the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, the table could not be set any better than it is right now. And as far as the Nets go, you know, I don't know if you call it karma. I don't know what you call it. I don't like seeing guys get hurt. I really don't, and I mean that sincerely. But I am rooting big time for Milwaukee. I really hope Brooklyn loses. I, I hate the way they put their team together. It just absolutely turned me off. James Harden turns me off. He absolutely was a disgrace the way he left Houston. I am pulling big time for the Milwaukee Bucks. How about you? What do you think? And that's my rant for today. And thank you so much for checking out my podcast. Hey, if you're listening particularly via Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, would you? Just take a moment and rate the podcast and I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a comment. I look at all of them. And again, I thank you so much for your support. And don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. Hey, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.